The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss finding the right resources for your business. Joining us is Natalie Furness, who is the Managing Director of NIAM, which is an agency on a mission to give businesses more time to make their impact by building world-class automated customer experiences for sales and marketing. By harnessing the latest technology innovations and the best creative minds, NIAM builds online experiences that close more high-value deals and build better brand loyalty. So far this week, Natalie and I have talked about why fractional CMO relationships work. Yesterday, we talked about marketing B2B to C marketplaces. And today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about a specialty of Niam and Natalie's experience leveraging HubSpot for marketing automation. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Natalie Furness, Managing Director of Niam. Natalie, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back, Benjamin. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about marketing automation and specifically the HubSpot platform. It's a platform that I have not used yet, but we're in the process of migrating our CRM. We're moving over to HubSpot. We want to take advantage of not only the sales, but the connection of marketing and then some customer service tools as well. Let's start off by talking about, you know, you're a HubSpot partner. Why the HubSpot platform? Why is it so powerful? So for me, it all started with my aha moment back in 2015, 16, when I was tasked with prospecting and profiling the hundreds of companies related to a software company I was working with. So we were trying to look at how we get our software solution into these companies. And I was like a lot of people are probably today using sort of Google Sheets or Excel to kind of like do some research, go onto websites, manually look at LinkedIn profiles, you know, do lots of research around that. And for me, I'm one of those people that was like, right, if I've done something twice, I'm like, there must be a way to automate this. So back then I did some research and found a few systems, a um, few different CRMs. And I noticed that HubSpot had a free forever CRM system. And I was like, well, okay, free forever. Like really? I'll give it a go. So I downloaded it. I tried. I clicked on the contacts. I clicked on the ad company contact. I copied and pasted a URL of a company that I wanted to profile. And HubSpot automatically profiled all of the industry information about that company within moments. 
So all that time I'd been spending databasing companies by researching them was just fixed by copying and pasting a URL. And that was the moment I knew like this was a powerful platform. So I started using it more and more and it got ingrained into everything that I do really around marketing. It's just so great to be able to have a platform that you can center around either an individual contact and see everything related to that one contact. So every interaction you've had, everything that they've clicked on, every ad that they've interacted with, every social media post that they've interacted with, run your automated email marketing and see which ones that individual has opened. So you can go right into that. Or if you are working more on an account-based marketing side, you can actually focus on adding contacts to companies and creating deals related to that company that you can then see the progression of the deal through your sales pipeline. So it was just the flexibility of the fact that you had all the power of the CRM database, but then all of the flexibility to be able to use it based on the way that your business functions. That was the key thing for me. That's one of the things that attracted me to HubSpot was we're using a CRM. Uh, we've been using Pipedrive for years. I have no problem with the tool, but the idea of connecting the CRM into the marketing automation platform into you know whatever database you have and then also like your project management tool, there's all these disparate tools that we're sort of cobbling together. And it seems like HubSpot was this central location for everything marketing, sales and customer service related. As you think about the marketing automation piece, I'm curious to know what are some of the ways that you've used marketing automation within HubSpot? Looking at marketing automation, there's just so much that you can do. When I think about HubSpot today and the way that it's grown and progressed, I don't think of HubSpot as a platform anymore. I think of HubSpot as an ecosystem where you can pretty much connect anything because it has its attachments with Zapier and other things. It's just amazing. So a recent campaign that we ran was focused around events and we utilized the event platform called Eventbrite. And we were able to connect Eventbrite to HubSpot in a way that HubSpot knows who attended the event and who didn't attend the event. And we could then send separate email marketing flows based on the people that attended the event, the people that didn't attend the event. We've met them. We then run a nurture campaign. We then focus on connecting that nurture campaign to an app onboarding system. I have them be able to trigger using their APIs, updates on contact properties, depending on their behaviors in app. So completely off HubSpot, which then can segment those users and run completely different email marketing campaigns. So they are based on the contextual behavior of our customer in our SaaS. I mean, it's just been amazing. This is one of the things that's really intimidating to me with marketing automation is there's virtually an endless number of potential triggers and data points. How do you start to think if you're new in marketing automation, what you should prioritize? Where do you start with marketing automation? So before automating anything, you need to focus on what actually works for your customer group. It's sort of a common thing that we think that if you automate something that works, you get an amazing growth system. If you automate stuff that doesn't work, you're making it so much worse. So before thinking about automating anything, build things that don't necessarily scale first and understand what actually works for you. If you find that a event with a series of email afterwards works when you do that sort of as a manual process, then you're like, right, we've done this twice. We've tested it without automating it. We know it works. 
now we don't want the operational cost to it. Let's automate that bit. So very much focused around that kind of the mum's test book is like do stuff that doesn't scale first, see what works and then automate what works. So then you can move on to the next test of what works. I think that's really important advice, something that we've done here with the marketing automations that we've used. And we're not using anything as sophisticated as HubSpot yet. But the process that we've used is, you know, if I'm writing an email multiple times, let's say it's our cold outreach emails, there's no reason why I have to be manually typing in those emails or the, you know, the four email campaign that we're sending. That should be a template that should be sequenced out and should be sent on a regular cadence. Then when someone responds, generally I have sort of the static same response. Hey, thanks for getting back to me. Let's schedule a meeting, right? That's another template. And so there are different stages of your communications that we're saying, hey, these emails work. Let's build out a template and let's figure out how to automate the process. A big part of this is understanding the signals in marketing automation. When you are trying to figure out what signals are appropriate when you're figuring out what works. What are the ways that you're looking at not only just saying, hey, look, I want somebody that's in this stage of ready to buy, has viewed our website X number of times, visited this page, blah, 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 blah. There's a million different variables. How do you figure out what the right signals are? Understanding what your customers are thinking about or why they've clicked on things that they've clicked on is important. Context is everything. And I think it's very much putting yourself in the customer's shoes. Let's say, for example, I've seen an ad and the ad says that I will get a 50% off if I test something today or I will be rewarded if I do something. That then needs to be connected to a landing page that mirrors that same message so that user has the same experience. Then if they complete a form on that page, rather than that form being a generic form, you need to create a form that's tagged specific to that page that then tags an email relevant to the deal that that customer has just seen and introduce it that way. So I think the best thing to do is walk through the journey like you are the customer yourself and think about what you'd be expecting to see or hear if this was a real life conversation with a real life human being. And that's kind of what you need to work on. So yeah, put yourself in the customer's shoes and really focus on what experience they would want when they go through that funnel. So Natalie, how do you think about creating the right blend of resources to make sure that your marketing automation, which can get very detailed and very complex, actually works and provides value for the organization? Well, I think it's very important to have the right blend of skill sets when you are looking at it from a marketing automation point of view. So you're always going to have that person that leads on the strategy. So you're going to need the kind of fractional CMO or your CMO or your strategic leader to be able to do the high level thinking in terms of what does the customer journey look like? What campaigns are going to be there at each point? And that person to be able to understand what skill sets are going to be required to implement that. So your actual operators. So while you might have some content makers, some SEO specialists and all of those things, if you want to truly automate your marketing, you are going to need some dedicated resources to people who potentially are your CRM managers, who are able to understand the workflow, who are going to be there sort of the day to day to make sure that the errors aren't coming up in terms of your workflow. HubSpot does have a new system related to performance on workflows now, 
or it will actually flag up if it notices that there are any errors in your workflow, which is really useful. But it's only useful if you have somebody who is there day to day, keeping an eye on it. And if something does go wrong, they can change it. Another thing we're thinking about as well is that when you pivot a strategy or when you add a new campaign, it can have a knock-on effect on your workflow. And you do need somebody who is there keeping an eye on it day to day to make sure that any changes that happen, whether that be in your platform, in your triggers, in your data analysis, are fixed within the platform itself. So we certainly need a mixture of people who are working on that strategy level and people who are really deep in HubSpot or in your CRM system who understand how to change those triggers or alter things when you need to. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, HubSpot, any other CRM platform, any of the marketing automation platforms, obviously HubSpot sort of weaves those things together, but understanding not only the customer journey, understanding what the triggers are, making sure that you're setting up with the right copy, and then evaluating what the performance metrics are from those three previous steps. That is really one of the secrets to being less labor intensive and being more present through marketing automation. Natalie, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking to us about your work, about B2B to C to marketplaces, about HubSpot and your experience there. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Natalie Furness, Managing Director of NIAM, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Natalie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Natalie underscore Fern. That's N-A-T-A-L-I-E underscore F-U-R-N. Or you could visit her company's website, which is NIAMMarketing.com, N-I-A-M marketing.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.